0: is Reset. I'm Becky VB in for Sasha Ann Simons. There's a mosque in Wrigleyville that's easy to overlook. It stands on the corner of Roscoe Street and Kenmore Avenue at two stories high, wrapped in aluminum siding with a small dome on top. But there is much more than meets the eye. That's because this building itself has a rich history that traces back 150 years to the days immediately after the Great Chicago Fire. Here to tell us more, about it is Reset Architecture sleuth Dennis Rodkin. He joins us for the latest in our series, What's That Building? Dennis in studio. Hello.
1: Hi, Becky. How are you?
0: It's so good to to talk with you. And I understand you also had a Christmas tree summer job.
1: Uh, Well, mine was actually at Christmas time. I grew up (laughs) in San Diego and my first job was cutting, going out and cutting live Christmas trees and hauling them back to your car and strapping it to the roof for you.
0: Yeah, well, San Diego must have been a little warmer to, to do Christmas it time. then yeah, at we Christmas did it in time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So let's get right into it. This seems like a, a timely building to talk about with Ramadan going on this month. Tell us a little bit about this mosque.
1: Well, unfortunately, I don't know a lot about the mosque as as it's operated today. I do know that they've had this building for 40 years, um, uh, since 1982. I'm sorry, since uh, 1990. Mm. I just got that wrong. I'm sorry. I just tripped over my own notes. I've had it since 1982. I apologize. And um, it's one of three buildings on the north side that operate under the name uh, North Side Mosque. This one is called Abu Bekar Masjid. Um, And it's – I haven't been inside. Unfortunately, they were not interested in letting me come inside. So I don't know what's there. Um, But we do know that it's been a house of worship of one sort or another for 150 years, though it's been in in their hands since 1982.
0: Interesting. So what was your first impression of this building? I I lived in in Lakeview and I don't remember seeing a mosque. So how did you find this?
1: Uh, Well, I actually I I knew about the building before I saw it because of some research that I think we'll talk about. But I think almost anybody would look and think that the building almost disappears into the background. Not only is it wrapped in aluminum siding, but that's sort of a beige color. Mm. And this is a, a part of Lakeview that you're very close to Wrigley Field, and it's mostly red brick, gray stones, colorful frame buildings. And this one, just it looks like it's supposed to be in the background. It's so unremarkable visually, which is, as you said, there's more than meets the eye because it's so remarkable historically, but you would barely notice it if you walked by.
0: Well, from the side, it almost looks like just like a two-flat, but the front has a sort of, you know, a dome or pillar sort of structure. I'm I'm looking at it on our website. Um, What clued you into the rich history? You mentioned it's been a house of worship, other worship. Um, I actually found out about
1: it from a mistaken Chicago Tribune article from a, a, a previous anniversary of the Chicago fire mm. in 19... in When the 150th anniversary of the fire happened in October, I was doing some research, read some articles from the 1960s that claimed that this building was older, even older than it is. And I actually teased that in here a couple of months ago with Sasha, where I said, we may have found... Uh, an even older church than the oldest church in Chicago. That turned out to be not the case. Um, it, this was originally owned by the um, United Methodist Church that operates the Chicago Temple downtown right across from City Hall. And they it, they did some research, and they found that it actually only dates to 1872, to right after the fire.
0: Ah, okay. So um, what were the other houses of worship that housed it?
1: Well, since 1872, it has been, it started out Methodist downtown. It was later a different Methodist congregation in Ravenswood. Then it was Lutheran. Then it was Baptist. Then it was Spanish Baptist. Then it was Pentecostal. And for 40 years, it's been Islamic.
0: Wow. How common is it for a, a building like that to have that kind of history?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't know of any that is that has that much history. But there are. I mean, you know, all over the South and and West Sides, Lawndale, there are old um, synagogues that became Christian churches and things like that. I haven't found any that has had this many different denominations. Uh, in part because we don't have many buildings, especially religious buildings that date to before to 1872.
0: So you mentioned it's it's been on different sites. How did they move this building around?
1: Um they put it up on rollers. They lifted it up on rollers. Uh, apparently part of its travels were accomplished on a raft. Oh. This it was a smaller building at the time. So let's go back to how it starts. Um Chicago fire happens in October 1871 and this Methodist congregation I just mentioned uh loses its church. It's one of thousands of buildings that are burned in the Chicago fire. It was on the site that the church is today, right across from City Hall, right across from the Picasso. Hmm. And so right after the fire, immediately outside the burnt district, they built a new one-story building to worship in. We know because the Methodist Church has gone into its meetings on our behalf and found – we know that that there was a meeting there in February 1872. So we know that – Within five months of the fire, this building was standing. Don't know exactly when it came to be, but by February, mid February 1872, it's standing immediately outside the burnt district. If you look at maps of where the Chicago fire burned, um, if you look at the intersection of Clark and Harrison, mm-hmm. the north side of that intersection burned, the south side of the intersection didn't. The south side of the intersection is where this was built. Wow. So they could worship temporarily while they're getting ready to build a new church back on their site at Washington and Clark. Uh, And then by 1873, they don't need it anymore because they've built a new church. So they give it away. And it's put on rollers and a raft and moved seven miles north to Sunnyside and Winchester.
0: Wow. Okay. And then it then it later moved to the spot it's at now in Wrigley.
1: First, it moved to another spot. Oh,
0: oh, geez. Okay, made another
1: stop. Then it's at Hermitage in Winchester. So it moved in 1873, in 1879 to Hermitage in Winchester, and then in 1890 to the site where it has been ever since.
0: Oh, my goodness. Wow. So has it always had this beige vinyl siding?
1: I don't, think, I don't think they had vinyl siding 150 years ago. I don't know when the siding came on. Um, we know that uh, at least on its first two locations, it was a one-story building. I'm not sure when it became a two-story building with a tower. We do know that by 18, I think it's 1893, we have an image where it's two stories and a tower. And when you look at it now, wrapped in aluminum siding as it is, you can see that it had a, I mean, it, it looks like a church spire. It's just that all the details have been, you know, it's like putting a big slouchy sweater over this thing. You can't, see the 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 specifics but you can see the shape
0: this is reset i'm becky Vivi in for sasha ann simons we're talking about a wrigleyville mosque that started out as a downtown chicago methodist church 150 years ago it's the latest in our what's that building series with dennis rodkin of crane's chicago business Um, besides the siding and the location how else has the building changed over the
1: years well it uh of course it's been where it has for 130 years and at some point it i either they built or it was connected to a previously built uh residential building behind and the mosque now uh the the two buildings are connected and they operate both together uh it also as i said it got a spire which is Some of it is gone, and then there's a a dome Dome. put on top of the Mm -hmm. aluminum siding. I would love to be able to go back. I wish there were Google Maps from 1940 and and 1910 and see how it changed. All we really know is the only thing we know for sure is what it looks like now and that it was a one-story wooden building in 1872.
0: What do you think that the original uh, Methodist congregation would think about its current use now as a mosque?
1: I asked because their historian, they're working on a history of the church that they eventually built after the fire, the permanent church. And so I asked, and and they pointed out, so we we've did a uh, What's That Building about their church once before, Mm -hmm. and we talked about how since the 1850s, they've been in mixed-use buildings. It's not... Uh, just a church. They've always had sort of rental space at the bottom, commercial space for a very long time. And that was done in part to generate money from downtown Chicago to help seed churches in other parts of Chicago and other parts of the world, primarily Methodist churches. But, you know, they gave away this church as a gift to another Methodist congregation who later either gave or sold, you can't quite tell from the records, uh, gave it to Lutherans and then all the others I named. And so I think they would think of it as, as really a, good, a gift that kept on giving, right? When we were done with it, we gave it away. When you were done with it, they, you gave it away. And all the way through this Islamic group who has had it now since, uh, for 40 years, since 1982.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and anything else that stood out about the history or the structure or its, or its current use.
1: Well, what I think is really interesting is, you know, when you think of the Chicago fire, if you anybody can Google and find sort of lists of the buildings that were put up right after the fire, they're mostly in the loop. You know, they're mostly in places where the fire happened. This is a building that was built as part of the recovery effort 150 years ago. You would never guess that because it's it's uh, it's more than two miles from the farthest north point of the fire, right. which is around Fullerton, and it's about seven miles from where it was built as... A fire recovery building.
0: Right. So it's almost you don't know that it's from that era at all. I don't think
1: anybody would, especially because it doesn't look, I mean, it really doesn't look old. You can't tell because it's got this sort of shroud over it.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm wondering what your reporting process generally looks like when you're doing one of these, what's that building stories for us?
1: Uh, well, you know, a lot of it starts the way this did with reading. I've, I have this bad habit of reading historical newspapers. I read today's paper, 10, 15, all the way back to 100 years ago, just to see what's interesting. And buildings come up that way. Yeah. Um, there's there's an address, and I Google Maps it, and it turns out it's still there or something like that. But then it's pulling on threads. This one involved talking to uh, officials or historians or members at three different churches um, not counting the the Islamic congregation because they didn 't want to talk um and just sort of trying to put to fill in these gaps mm-hmm. for this one and find out what we can and you know find the secret identity behind that building
0: if someone sees a building they want you to investigate any tips for how how they talk to you about it? Uh,
1: I think we have a line here for it, um but you can also reach me i 'm um, on Twitter and Tell me what you know about it. Tell me what makes it seem interesting to you you know it's it's not just I got one once where it was I go to this bar, what was it before?" and like you know nobody's going to care about that story, <laughs> but something that has roots, something that has resonance, something that has sort of an untold history like this church, some of the others we've done um, if you know if you can get me started down that line, that's a big help, yeah, but if you don't get me started i I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll look still into do your myself. magic, yeah. right?
0: We're talking to Crane's Chicago Business residential real estate reporter, Dennis Rodkin. You can read his story about the Wrigleyville Mosque at wbez.org. And if you have a building you'd like him to investigate, leave us a voicemail with some details, like he said, a few, uh, few tips to get him started at 888-915-9945. That's 888-915-9945. Dennis, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks, Becky.